my mama burned was on the rural route She parked in old man Tater's woods so she wouldn't be found out Turned off her dome light, snuck off by herself Crashed down beneath that window, fired it up, gave it hell That hangout my daddy used to hang around We watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down Just like that the taps and stools and tables got turned Hey guys, it's Jared Tuttle's Liability Brewing Company. Uh, I'm here to open up the segment with uh, with the beer boys, you know. <laughs> Go for it. We're just boys. We like beer. We like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondells, IPAs, cider stouts. Welcome back to another episode of Upstate Beer Boys. We are here in the beautiful Greenville downtown area. Liability Brewing. So, first off, before we get with our wonderful, beautiful, beer-loving guest. Beautiful. Oh, man. I feel special. <laughs> check us out on Upstate Beer Boys on Instagram, Facebook, but mostly Instagram where we post. Wayne's Beer Delivery, Papa Sage. You can check him out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter by Wayne's Beer Delivery. Chase, our producer over here, and humble correspondent, <laughs> Nutmeg to Palmetto is his tagline, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, and always me, they call me the mayor for some reason, Southern Blame Beer Review on Instagram. Don't you have a TikTok? I'm trying. <laughs> Aren't we all? Except for no, I'm not. Jared. How you doing? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm uh, Jared, T- uh, Jared Tuttle, recently a head brewer at Liability Brewing Company. Uh, been in the beer industry for, I'd say, about six years or so now, and I uh, started humbering in 2012. So I, I say I've been brewing for 10 years, uh, but always been in love of the craft, and uh, it's changed my life to the point of now I uh, make beer for a living. Well, ain't that some stuff. We love drinking beer. That's why we're on this podcast. That's what got me started, too. <laughs> nice. Hanging out with my friends. Got to start somewhere. That's right. All right, so we are here in uh, downtown Greenville, right off of Stone Avenue. The uh, building looks like it's got a lot of character. Um can you tell us a little bit about how liability got started in you know this particular location? I tell you about the location. You know, my my uh, my dad told me the first time that I was in here, I was about you know waist high or getting parts for our lawnmower. Uh, this is an old repair shop. You you were talking about it for Beco. earlier, yeah. Beco, that's right, yeah. Um, so this spot is 
Yeah. Being on the outside of downtown on Stone Avenue, Stone Avenue is uh, growing up a lot. Everything around Greenville has really just started to blow up. So it uh, makes a big difference in uh, being in the community as we expand. So glad to be here. Uh, when we started, um, just same situation. Had uh, our owners, whatnot, and some friends. They would do homebrewing on the weekends. Uh, we got back and forth. You want to open a brewery? Like, that's every homebrewer's dream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of how it started. And uh, Terry Horner is our owner, and uh, he had that dream and went for it. And uh, I'm lucky enough to be working here with him, and uh, we're pursuing the same dream, you know? Like it's, it's neat to be here, that's all. And while we're talking about that real quick, you've got like a creeper out by the garage door from Battery Electric. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah. So Wayne was talking about, you know, how this used to be the Battery Electric. You know, so that's pretty cool. Some of the old signs and whatnot, the service signs and everything around. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I do have to ask, you know, your logo is the letter L for liability, and it looks like uh, it's not your average L. What can you tell us about that? That's all right. That, that little L that's kind of like our uh, simple logo. Now the jester L is what we call it. It's got that little uh, conniving hat on top, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I kind of... The idea behind the name liability um, started out with that that one friend that you always went out with that was going to be the liability. Ah, <laughs> always a story. Always, always something is going to happen. And then, uh, you know, as you grow up, at least the way Terry would say it was, you know, they'd be brewing, and then the kids would be the liability of them having a good time you know, or whatnot. So life needs a little bit of liability, and there's mm-hmm. it's it's always out there. So that's kind of where that's. That idea came from, and um, hell, half the time I'm the liability. <laughs> Was the kid aspect why the jester choice of lettering? I think a little bit of that, yeah, a little bit of that, and the, the funness of it, the um, never know what's going to be thrown into the court, right? So uh, a little bit of excitement and uh, um, just who knows what's going to happen, right? Is that the methodology you take when you decide what what beer to, what new beer to make? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it is. You know, you gotta, we got to be able to make beer that people want to drink and whatnot, but we also want to have a lot of fun with it, right? So a liability and the, the, the whole the jester part of it, and the, who knows what's going to happen. But uh, we always want to push forward and try and make things new styles and experience, new experiences for people. So when they come in, uh, what's a beer to guard? You know, oh man, never seen that before. And then they try it, and they like it, and they learn about it. Um, even though they've kind of taken a chance, you know. So. so when I first came down here a couple of years ago, this was one of the first breweries I found out about. And <clears throat> we're all guilty of picking out a beer off the shelf because we see the bright, shiny object with the can art. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Talking about that earlier. <laughs> I mean, the the ac- only way I know to pick wine anymore my wife, my wife loves wine i go through i'm like oh that's a cool label uh sounds good well, I, don't feel, I don't feel bad because a brewer just told us that that's how he picked wine hey so. when uh, when i met my wife it was during like i did humber classes at thomas creek it was a uh-huh. while back you know and uh, i really hope we get to talk more about tom because tom was the one that changed my life and it better for it because of meeting my wife and everything else but at our wedding we had a, si- a simple sign at the bar it said 
his drink, beer. Her drink, wine. And uh, <laughs> she taught me a lot about wine. I taught her a lot about beer. So the equivalent of picking out what you want because of the bright, shiny object on the shelf in a brewery, unless you're just running in, grabbing something, going home, you don't necessarily see the cans. You have to look at the board. And the first time I saw your board, obviously it stood out, all these unique names. They're all some kind of weird, random pulp co uh, pop culture reference, play on words, something funny, something cute, something to tie in, whatever the reference is to the beer itself. So, I gotta start off. I gotta start off my first question with that. Where does the creativity come from to make these names work, either as a whole or from tying it into the beer itself? Well, it definitely made it easier when we realized we're all a bunch of nerds. <laughs> you know, we have a stormtrooper on the wall. Uh, love our Star Wars references. Uh, two of the fermenters are named uh, Cersei and, and Jamie. They have to be next to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if they ever move, they're going to move together. <laughs> so, Are they incestual fermenters? <laughs> I just noticed that you named them. All, all of our fermenters are named. Our brew house and stuff named. We name them a lot with like a, a antagonists, right? Because we are a liability. It's a little bit of the dark side, but a lot of fun. You know, Beatrice and Napoleon. Uh, Napoleon, yeah. <laughs> Mine was Khan because I'm a I'm a Trekkie. Star Trek, you know? yeah. So that's Khan went down there for. When I got to name, but we're you know we're a bunch of nerds, so that helps with being able to like come up with those names and being like creative with it. Um, honestly, the way we come up with names is uh, sitting down having a few beers and <clears throat> telling jokes, and then all of a sudden something will pop, and it's like that's a beer name. You know, in fact, like we were down in Columbia for the the South Carolina Brewers Guild thing, um, and uh, Double Stamp Kenny's the, the brewer over down at Double Stamp. We were doing a uh, West Coast IPA. We hadn't tanked. hadn't come up with a name yet. Drove past a metal shop that had rebar into an ATAT, and so we we took a picture of it and sent it in our, our old group chat. And the first thing he says is like, "That looks like a forbidden jungle gym." <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. It's right across from Steel Hands. Yeah, right, right across Steel Hands. Right, like uh, need to meet that guy and buy it from him because we want that for our next spot. But. Uh, Right now, we have a West Coast IPA on tap with collaboration with Double Stamp, Forbidden Jungle Gym, because yep. that's, that's a great name, you know? That is a great name. Off of that, what is the, your favorite name that you've, that you've ever named a beer, and what is objectively the best name that you've ever put on a beer? Best name. I, I have to come back to that because I, I have to think a little bit. There's been a lot of them. Some I don't remember. Um, the favorite one I've done um, is I, I have a few Seinfeld references out there. It's just something that I used to watch with my dad, and the, those those jokes are funny to me, like that stale humor. Uh, so there is a final blaze of incompetence is a stout that we do. It's a 10% big boy stout. You know, we do once a year. Saw it the is, final blaze down no, there. I was trying to figure out. It's bubbling right now. Me being a fireman, I'm like, blaze, <laughs> fire. <laughs> but it, re it refers to George trying to get fired from the Yankees. Okay. And telling all the things he's going to do to try and get fired. And then, <laughs> and then Jerry goes, so you're trying to go out with a final blaze of incompetence. Nice. And I just like, love that reference, you know? <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's right. I don't want to be a pirate. But... <laughs> Not a pirate ship. Wrong <laughs> episode. Oh, well, sorry, sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> it's not a joke. 
But man, that's that's what's fun about the beer names. Uh, my favorite name. I mean, I know it's one of our staples, and it's been around for a while. But walking in and having an IPA called Mortal Wombat, and all I can think about is Mortal Wombat. You know. Dun, 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 dun. So overall, that's that's definitely one of my favorites. We have a lot of creative ones, but it's that's just a lot of fun, you know. So we've been talking real quick, and I'll get to my question. We've been talking about that Mortal Wombat because the very first one I had posted a picture on my Instagram, and it was real hazy and yeah. had, it was really good. Yep. And then the this other day, day, I poured one for the first time in a, in a year, and I was like. I'll this doesn't what, look right. right here for us. I was like, it doesn't look right. And Wayne's like, I sent him my original picture. He's like, that's not what it looks like now or something like that. I can't remember. Put words in your mouth. But I'm going, okay, that's not the same beer. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things when you're, when you're running a brewery or when you're thinking about all the beers you're putting out and whatnot. Um, we made a little decision a while back to not so much make a hazy or a juicy or something like that uh, or a west coast anything that's bitter but maybe something that kind of combines them all mm-hmm. um, and wombat was just that beer that it became um, it is juicy it's also a little bit bitter yeah it's also clear um, so you can drink it you know it, it kind of tried to hit all those points and it gives a chance to uh, expand and do some other beers that would be hazy and things like that as a certain other brewer friend of ours says, beer should be clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you want to say something, Wayne? Yeah. I'm kind of lost. I thought Mortal Wombat was a play on Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah it is. Well, that's what I was talking about. Mortal Wombat! <laughs> 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 yeah. Finish it. Wayne missed, missed that part. Yeah. <laughs> It is. So that, that it was after his there. time. It was after his time. <laughs> you know, that's like, uh, it's such an easy little thing. But it is. It could be a lot of it. Like, if you've seen our can art, you're talking about, like, doing the, the, yeah. the wine labels and whatnot. It's this little wombat that's, like, carrying around his nunchucks and things like that. You know, it's... And he's it's dressed funny. like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you know? Yep. And that, it brings in everybody wants it because... Your big kind of macho dude walks in and thinks Mortal Kombat I want it, and then young lady walks in and sees, oh, look at the cute little wombat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, so, fellas, we finally made it here to this historic day. I can't tell you how hard. Well, you know, Jared. I can't tell our listeners exactly how hard it was to get y'all locked down. Um, there was some turmoil that went way back and was like we we just got to make it happen miscommunication and i'm glad that's all it was and we talked at uh columbia we said we got to make it happen we talked in greenville what last weekend you know i said we got to make it happen there was um i know there was a lot like grown pains when we opened right things like that back and forth miscommunication and i apologize you know Uh, i'm glad that we're here now none taken uh, me and wayne talked a good bit and just really wanted to get you over here. You know, I'm uh, good friends with a lot of people in the community you, you've done interviews with. Yep. Like, man, why didn't these guys not come out and meet us? Yeah, and it just turns out that it was one of those, uh, uh, we want to make sure that you know you're welcome. Well, so we, we're glad you're here. To be honest, we had all three decided that we weren't going to go after y'all. We'd already tried, 
And if y'all wanted to be on our show, y'all were going to come to us. Oh, I'm glad that's what happened. Well, I, I started poking you. I'm like, what's up, dude? I thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sort of happened that way. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Yeah. All right. So if you have, I'm going to word it this way, a little bit different than what our script says. Hadlib. Hadlib Mayor. Yeah. If you have somebody to come in the door right now and they say, Man, I want to get into the craft beer world. I want to try some beer. I drink Budweiser all the time. I've never had any craft beer. What would you tell them, or what would you give them a sample of to get them in the door? Absolutely. Um, which is why I, I wanted to make sure we all had some light lager before we started, because this, this is the beer I would say, our ultra seeker enigma. Um, We'll play on words there. Oh, yeah. Which is a newer one. It's a newer right. beer, right? Yeah, we, uh, this year we, uh, we started doing it. We actually got an award this year at the uh, U.S. Open, a bronze medal for a light lager, which, like, and just getting a medal for, for a light that beer. Lager. Yeah, for this beer right here, we're drinking. Nice. So just something nice and crisp and clean, easy drinking, 4%. Like, it's just a beer for drinking, you know? Yeah. And that's that's what we like. Uh, uh, honestly, I can't tell you how many of these uh, I drink in a week. <laughs> this, is a good, this is definitely a good grilling beer because you're sure. going to be behind the grill and you're hot and Out grilling lake, for a long you know, time. Like yeah. Hot sun, something nice, cold and crisp. Um, it has a lot of like these like underlying pear notes and a touch of spice whatnot, but um, the best I can say is it's just a clean beer. That's it. Light carbonation. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Chase. Sorry. Light carbonation, just very smooth. No. So you subscribe to the belief that when we ask a brewer what's their go-to beer, it's got to be a Crispy Boy. <laughs> That's uh, loggers. Yeah, yeah, Crispy <laughs> Boys. Uh, crispy Boy for life. Uh, one of my favorite shirts that uh, Cuz made a while back was I'm just a uh, – well, let's see, how's it go? I'm just a logger boy living in a pastry world. Like, was, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a good shirt, oh. you know. You know, it amazes us, or at least it just amazes me, that all these brewers we talk to that make these ultra-creative beers, and you ask them what they like drinking, it's like, uh, it's a a lager, it's a Pilsner. (laughs) It's a high life. Miller Life. (laughs) We drink drink a lot of high life. It's cheap beer, and it it gets the job done. (laughs) Well, think about it this way. Have you ever been in a state that has bad water? You know? You drink that water, and you're like, oh, it's just not good. Um, so when it, it comes down to, beer. yeah, it goes into the beer, right? Anything mm-hmm. like that. But as a brewer who we have control of being able to make it that way we want it, um, a beer that, I don't want to say like water, but a beer that tastes crisp and clean because you can't hide anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing no, there to get behind. Yeah. There's no like caramel of this or, um, you know, uh, hops and all the kind of stuff that can hide, f- not high flavor, but high imperfections. Um, when you get down to it. There are places that have really good water. Greenville's lucky. Great water. Drink it right off the tap. Mm-hmm. Go down to Florida. I ain't going to drink it off the tap. <laughs> Damn right. Right. <laughs> so, right. So if you think about it that way, whenever you make a lager, we're really just trying not to hide anything. So you brought up the Stormtrooper before. And much like the Stormtrooper and his massive boombox on his shoulder, what do you think of your top three beers... And juxtapose that to which beers or series of beer do the best monetarily and keep pumping out distro. So sure. what are your, like, pet projects that you're re- really proud that you pulled off? 
or that was just a crazy one. Well, I, I, I asked detail. I asked one question and it has like 18 details. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Have you met Chase? <laughs> All right. So I brought, uh, I brought out the, the Wombat a little earlier than uh, I was thinking. But, you know, Wombat is our go-to. Anytime anybody comes in, IPAs are always at the top of the list. You know what's very interesting about us, though, is if I have like three or four IPAs on, uh, people get upset. They're like, where's everything else? Which is, is just the different area that we're in, right? So it's nice to have Wombat, which I just gave you a feral garden gnome. So the, I was going to say, it smells, yeah, that's, it smells that's Belgian. Smells Wombat. <laughs> so so this, the, is the, 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 this is the Wombat. The clearer one, yeah, that's going to be our Wombat. And this is the garden gnome. And the garden gnome. So these two right here, and, and then the Ultra, which we've already gone through, um, hands down the three that we love having on the board and that people enjoy drinking. And we do everything we can to like make sure that they're consistently the same. Uh, Wombat, we uh, haven't really entered into many competitions because awards for IPAs are hard and it's, it's expensive to do it. But Feral Garden Gnome has won three medals over the past three years at the U.S. Open. A gold, silver, and bronze. Uh, so having that trifecta of like uh, medals is just awesome. Especially for a Belgian-based South Carolina. Yeah. Guy, you know? Uh, we were talking earlier about Dawn and Quest, which is one of my one of my favorite people, one of my inspirations, and just being able to do Belgian beers and doing them successfully has been awesome. Chase, he has Jared's pretty much done our work for us on the the That's, end of what are we drinking? Right. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were going to say the questioning. I'm like, well, that's when we need to think of good follow-ups. No, no, though. The what are we drinking that we do? I'm like, dang, how are we going to do he that? He already gave it to us. Yeah, he already. I, I kind of talked to the bartender earlier. I'm like, hey, man, every, like, 10, 15 minutes, let me bring out some of the round. Yeah, so don't worry. They're coming. We got one more at least. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but when you talk about that, like, we, we started out, like, core brands, you know. A lot of breweries doing core brands is... Um, that's kind of how you do it. You get the, rep, the, the uh, um, image behind it. People that want it. I didn't really think we were going to do that. Um, and then all of a sudden, people were getting upset that we didn't have Wombat or, on our gnome or anything like that. And those slowly built into our core brands. Um, and now we're really happy to have them. And the diversity of our core brands is probably one of my most exciting things. An IPA, a Belgian, a light lager. Um, I mean, that's three different spectrums. Uh, you could, dark beers-wise, we have Ted Danzig, which is like our black lager, which I love to be able to do that, too. You call it a core, and people are happy to have it in the middle of the summer when they want a dark beer, you know, so things like that. There's going to be a lot of pressure with brewing a staple because people know what it tastes like, and they don't want it to waver too much. So what's more fun to brew, hmm. the staples or some random thing that you pulled out of your butt on a Wednesday night? <sighs> that's... Also interesting. Are you want to take it from a brewer's perspective or a business perspective? Because <laughs> when it comes down to it, like uh, making these cores consistently, uh, we talked a little earlier about like uh, tweaking some yeah. of the recipes. Uh, we're always tweaking. So every time I brew a batch or we brew a batch, we put it in the tank, we make a small change, and we taste it next to the last batch we have um, to see if it's an improvement or uh, not an improvement. Right? That's really neat to me learning all that and knowing that like the malt we're using is the right malt we try a different malt next time or a different maybe not yeast so much or a different hop or a different schedule or something like that but uh, 
coming up with the one-offs, like the big boys. Uh, I love burning a good stout. That's a lot of fun, too, but it's also a little risky. Last stout I did, it was all the way up to the manway, and I'm just like, oh, please all fit. Please fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> so those are fun days, but also a little stressful, you know. So I started off setting that up with the stormtrooper, and then I didn't realize that I was asking a beer question. <laughs> but let's ask about the stormtrooper. Where did that come from? Why does he, why did, why does he uh, have the boombox on his head? Follow-ups, my man, follow-ups. Well, it, oh my it, God. it, it really... Follow-up? Yeah. <laughs> it really was one of those things of when we first started opening. Um, CJ opened as our head brewer. Like where we're sitting right now, there wasn't a roof. I came in when there was a roof. Yeah. And it just became one of those things that we slowly started to realize that we're all a bunch of nerds. You know? We, uh, <laughs> during my interview, I talked about, like, the rule of two. Because I was being hired as the assistant. And I'm like, well, you know, in, in, in the Sith, there's the rule of two. The one that has the power and the one that wants it. And I guess that's where I'm at. But always I'm always at. the master, always the apprentice. That's right. <laughs> and just little things like that, man. So the Stormtrooper was an easy choice. Uh, we're just really hoping that Mickey doesn't come and kill us in our sleep. That's all. Don't we all? <laughs> Mickey's got a lot of influence these days. So make sure you take the high ground. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I just took a picture of Mr. Vanna White, Jared, over here going. I guess I talk a lot with my hands and I don't realize I it. That's it. <laughs> I've always been told if I take my hands and tie them behind my back, I can't talk. I'll be wiggling. <laughs> All right, so this is the part where I usually talk about food. So you don't have a kitchen on site. That's right. But just kind of give our listeners an idea of what they can do for food. For sure. If if they've never been here before, if they just walk in the door and like, hey, I I want some food, just kind of. Well, it's really nice like, to be where we're at because this little uh, um, Stone Avenue, Weston, uh, there is a barbecue place which has really good wings, don't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> You're eating them right <laughs> now. <laughs> Mo's Barbecue's right next to us eating some wings, and then we got uh, World Peace down this, uh, right next to them. Uh, so it's, it's what Wayne had. <laughs> it's really nice to not have to worry about food. What about uh, you allow DoorDash to come down here? You can bring whatever you want in here. Yeah, that's fine. We're we're here to please, you know? We don't want to turn anybody away. We, we like to call ourselves a, a safe place. Um, you know, with all the LGBTQ going on, uh, abortion issues, gun issues, everything like that, hey, look, just come have a beer. We're safe, man. Yeah. It's fine. Keep, keep the politics yeah. out. Enjoy beer. That's right. Uh, when you come down to, to talking about food, we actually did a, a beer dinner last night with camp. Uh, which was excellent. They had the, they did bougie and made this nice little vinaigrette for like this fruited sa- uh, salad, and then uh, we have a Grozinski on right now, which is a smoked Polish beer. Uh, they mm-hmm. braised short ribs in it and then uh, cooked that, and then uh, magnolias they used for beer battered fish. Like all these amazing foods, all these amazing foods. So it's really neat to see that level that you can go with the food. But honestly, if I go home right now, I'm probably going to have a slice of pizza with more Wombat. So yeah. it's nice that we can go both routes of being able to just like have bar food that is good for you. And then as far as a, a, a 
sour fruited ale vinaigrette on this amazing <laughs> green apple salad. Like, I don't know, man. It was good. It was, they made a fondue, like this cheese soup with our magnolias. You're I, singing my I tune. I eat the whole... It, I don't... Man, I don't care so whether it's the fondue good. or the salad. You're singing my tune. So, so good. <laughs> so that's... Um, uh, sorry, I know I'm saying it, but again, um, beer and food go together so well. Sorry, wait. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say real quick. I'm sad and you just talking about still magnolia. I looked up and was like, stainless still magnolias. Never had it. Didn't even know y'all did it. Great movie. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. That, by the way, that's on him, not on you. <laughs> no, no, no. That's on me, yeah. Well, that's uh, so back to the food thing. Uh, food and beer are hand in hand. You know? Yeah. The, the creativeness of when we were talking about making a recipe or something different. Um, I, I'm a cook. When I go home, I, I'm not a chef. I'm a, I like to cook. But when I go home, I like to make dinner for my wife, and we expand on what we're, like, making, right? Um Woodside Bistro is somebody we work with every year. Uh, they cater our wedding. Heck, when I was at Thomas Creek, he brought up a hot dog stand and we were doing stuff like back in the day. We have a blueberry Thai basil light lager in tank right now. Because every year, we just, last year it was a sweet potato beer we did with them. Like food and beer go hand in hand. So if you can think about a food or think about a beer, that's the progression of things. I'm already fat. I'm just getting more fat sitting here thinking about this. You um, got some wings left. Here. I do. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> why would you want DoorDash? You got pizza, you got barbecue, you got all these pop-ups. No, no, and that's fine. And that's why I wanted to just bring the light in that because I didn't want to be the one that sounded like, oh, you, you, you've you only got Moe's or you've only got the pizza place. I wanted an unbiased from the man himself. And if somebody, like I know my child, I would have to DoorDash because she's extremely picky. So that's the only reason I asked. And there's adults like that. And it's, there's plenty of places around here. For sure. Just wanted to bring light to that. Yeah. Hey, and we, uh, we recently got some really good pretzels. I basically little craft pretzels. Like there's a chili lime one and an Italian one. I saw the bags. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're like five bucks. They're like really good. I don't know. That's awesome. Okay. Let's not bother merch. <laughs> All right, you said you're a foodie when you go home. So these three beers you poured for us, these three flagship beers, what's your matching up with each beer? IPA is definitely going to be a, a, a nice burger on the on the grill outside. Probably some, uh, one of my favorites doing like a nice little caprese, caprese burger. So I'll do like, you know, a, a 100% nice grass-fed ground beef mozzarella and then take like some cherry tomatoes and, and uh, balsamic and basil and mix that up make a caprese burger uh, I did that last week so that's why it's on the top of my mind <laughs> I'll have to make that for my wife because she's a caprese oh, salad it is so simple crazy. and it's so good you know? you'll never upset me talking about caprese that's for sure <laughs> uh, the gnome um, what did I do last it was a it was a Pasta, a French pasta dish, you know, just something to like. I use the gnome to deglaze, I think, whatever uh, meat I was cooking. So, because it has that, that nice banana clove goodness in it that just. A glaze. <laughs> yeah, man. I like to cook. I'm not the best at it, you? but I like to cook. I think I might have won my wife over my scallops once. So nice. Was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the lager? Lager. Yeah. Uh, Light lager. 
I'll take it back. You know, that would be the fish fry. That's where I'm going to do the batter. And things like that's that. the ultra secret enigma. Yeah, something, something that's, that's like fatty or deep fried or something like that, that's definitely where I want that. We are in the I south. That's, that's right, brother. <laughs> Born and raised. All right, so creativity in beer. So my first introduction to liability is I was going through the store and I saw the can for stainless steel magnolias. Yeah. And it's a Kolsch, and Kolsch is one of my favorite styles of beer, which is usually very light, very lemony. And I was pleasantly surprised because it has a lot of, like, tea qualities to it, like the Earl Grey comes through, and it gives it, like, a little bit more of a darker flavor. And then we had our first uh, interview, I believe, over at the Clock Tower, and they had White Collar Crimes, which is a Belgian IPA. So I know you've got your cores, like we talked about, Mortal Wombat and this and that. What are your more creative style? Like Belgian IPA, I've never heard of that before. And the Earl Grey Tea and the Kolsch uh, kind of gives it a dark quality for a light beer. So what other kind of creative styles are you going to innovate here at Liability? I think recently we've been uh, stretching out more into some of the, um, like, we recently did that Grazinski, right? That's um, taking a little chance of putting a smoked beer on on tap, um, uh, using fruit in a different way than just being fruity. Uh, so using our, our you know, bougie and whatnot and how we use it, it is not actually sweet, right? But those flavors back it up. Uh, the creativity for us literally just comes down to sometimes what do you, what do we want to do? Um, in fact, the next beer that has sitting over here is an oatmeal porter. Uh, oh, that's my. Uh, and, and it's uh, we have my ears perked up. Oatmeal what? <laughs> we have uh, we don't really we don't have a club. Right? We don't call it a club because clubs you have to be a part of or pay for or anything like that to be in part. We have what's called the society. Uh, and I'm not supposed to talk about it, so don't put this on the air. <laughs> like Fight Club. But basically, so much that uh, we First want to rule. reward. First rule about Fight Club: you don't talk about Fight Club. We, uh, it's one of those. We want to reward our patrons for just having a beer, or being here, or going to an event, or something like that. Not that you purchased it, just that you know you liked something on Untapped. You know, uh, so. There's a point system developed with that, and then the first twelve um, get to be to brew a beer with us, uh, which that's given us a lot of creativity. Um, I love brown ales. The last beer we did was uh, what was it? Just a little bit of peril. That was a Monty Python reference. Uh, yeah, I, I want to try that. That one. was uh, that one's probably one of my most favorites. So doing something like that, where we get to bring in somebody from uh, one of one of our regulars, like what do you want to see? And they get to brew that beer with them. So that uh, lets us be able to do that and still keep up with our course. You know, uh, Monty, Pi- Monty Python reference you should have gone with. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. It took hey, me a minute. Make his brain work right now. If that's the beer, what, what do you think? What's he gonna make? <laughs> Something with blood orange. That blood orange would be great. That's a good idea. That you know, I was thinking of we uh, we, you know, 
seltzers aren't the most fun for beer lovers sometimes, mm-hmm. right? But it's one thing that we also want to be able to appease people, uh, our customers that come in. If Since we don't have a kitchen, we cannot uh, put on other people's beers. Uh, just anybody that's listening right now, the, the South Carolina laws are made so that the brewers, breweries, and if, unless we have a kitchen, um, are not able to actually serve anything other than our own beer. Yeah. Um, so one thing is sometimes people come in and they ask for a seltzer or a glass of wine or a cider or something like that, and we, we can't supply that to them. Or seltzer we could, but a wine or, or a cider. Um, so we always tell them, you know, go to Moe's, which we're very happy to. We're glad that Moe's is there to do that. Um, so we're, we're talking about doing some crafted, crafted seltzers. Um, I don't want to just, like, throw a bunch of fruit in something and call it a seltzer. So we will take our quality that we try to achieve and, and make a seltzer soon. So that's something to look forward to, you know. These brainstorming sessions, has there ever been an instance where you sat down, the team, whole, whole team sat down, and you're like, okay, what are we going to do next? And it was just... <laughs> <laughs> We have Good. those days. Yeah. With yeah. us three. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like you need a wheel. You know, you just kind of spin oh, it. Wayne, see what Wayne happens. just shook his head. No, we don't. Okay. <laughs> Wayne can speak for himself. I had those days. It's, it, it is a little difficult. All right, now we have, uh, we have a lot of dark beer on, um, which we're kind of gearing up towards our Sithmas. Uh, so the first... Uh, Friday of December, we always have our Sithmas. It's kind of like our dark day, our our Christmas celebration. Um, I got this really cool shirt on right now. That's actually uh, three of the the, the des- um, interpreters. It looks like Christmas trees, you know. It's like. Um, so do you have to be a part of the society? No, no, no. That's this is it. The society is societies for just our regulars, things like that. Right. Everything's always open to everybody, but the. Uh, the Sithmas I'm really excited about because I've got three different barrel-aged beers that we literally pulled nails today to make sure that they're ready to go. <laughs> and then you know, we have the, the porter that we're about to have, and then uh, the brown ale was kind of intro to that, and uh, the final blazes and tank. I can't wait for that to come out. And, um, so it's a fun time coming up real soon that I'm looking forward to. So that shirt's not for your nerddom. That's for... A promotional item for the event. This is a work shirt. This is a. <laughs> man, we, this is amazing. When we opened, we didn't think merch would be a big deal, but it, it's it's yeah. People love it. All right. So one of the beers that I had this summer um, was a barrel aged tequila goza. To killing me softly. Will you ever do something like that again? Well, I can tell you right now, I have uh, twice the number of barrels sitting back there waiting for that Goza than we did last year. So, absolutely. Um, that was just something fun. So, whenever, uh, as time went on and we added more people into the brewery, I love doing the barrel age stuff. It's one of my passions. So, I was given the free reign on it. And one thing I wanted to do was that something tequila aged hell we we had a um a gin barrel aged ipa (laughs) it was very interesting all the botanicals everything going on but the hoppiness and the and the fruitiness from the hops like really balanced it it sold faster than i ever thought it would so i just wanted to try something but people liked it that tequila beer was the same way do you and do you think that do you think aging something in a tequila barrel sets the beer apart from the rest of the crowd because you're used to seeing bourbon barrel age you're used 
using some rum barrel aged tequila barrel aged is not very common. Right now, I have bourbon, whiskey, wine, tequila, rum, and gin barrels aging. So, yes. I think it's fun. Right, why not try it all? And if you do them year over year, maybe, okay, maybe I'm being ignorant. Maybe they are the same barrels, but if, I would think, okay, they are they the They are changed. Okay. Okay. That's what, okay. That's, that was my assumption. So doing them year over year, is there anything that might change in the beer year over year? Because just mm -hmm. simple fact that the barrel's different. Absolutely. I mean, we're sitting in the cellar right now. Um, this is probably the coldest it's been in the cellar for like two, three days. A couple days ago, it might have been like 75 degrees in here. Um, and when you think about that, the conditions that the barrels go through year over year, just the, the weather will change the taste. Um, the beers change as well because we might tweak the recipes here and there. A little more roast, maybe a little less roast. Um, try and keep the barrels the same because that is a huge part. Um, I have wild turkey back barrels back there. Has some Davidson Reserve barrels back there. The Cruzan rum barrels. If I was to do Bacardi rum or um, you know Willet bourbon or something like that, that's a different bourbon. So it changes all those things. Um, it's going to change your flavor profile, right? And I always, uh, when we release a barrel aged beer um, or anything like that, we we'll put the year down that it was done because we feel like that's that's a big part of it. Absolutely. Um, we were, you know, CBC was in uh, Minneapolis, and that's where Surly is. Um, we got to go to Surly, and I got to talk to a few guys there. They have a, a different artist every year make a different label for the beer because it's not the same. Yep. I've had a couple of their their beers, and it's. I got it because darkness, of the crazy, the crazy, yeah, the crazy, <laughs> the crazy can or the crazy bottle, I should say, design every yeah. year. And I mean, it's that's. <laughs> let me get a little Shirley, Shirley <laughs> throw out right now because I want to steal that can single can box idea so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you know, I hope they don't hate me, <laughs> but I want to do it. Uh, share, share a lot. You know, that's inspiration from the community is huge yeah. part of it. Have you ever had a barrel, consistent line going, so you know you're going to do it every year, but for whatever reason the barrel that year wasn't as good as the last year, and you went to try it later, I'm like, oh, no, we can't put this out to the public. Absolutely. <laughs> we've had beers we've dumped. We've had beers, barrels that we've dumped. Um, I will never tell you that uh, we've, we, do, we don't want to put bad beer up. Yep. If, if it doesn't pass us, it doesn't come to you. So that, that's just kind of always been our mentality. It's much easier to put down the drain than trying to sell it as something different. Quick follow-up. Um, have you ever had anything that you thought was kind of iffy but ended up being a success? Um, kind of. You know, like uh, we had one beer that we uh, did a while back with Iron Hill. And we made this Brett beer. Um, it was very, it was more of like a table beer uh, kind of setting. Um, and we very much enjoyed it. It was one of those, we wish we could have let it sit longer. Because it would have just gotten better. Mm -hmm. But fermentation space and everything going on had to, had to happen. Um, 
I've not. We haven't had a beer that we put out that was so off the chart that we. Because if we didn't hit the mark, I don't know. It's just not worth running the race. Every uh, I, t- I tell a lot of people that like, uh, especially when I talk to homebrewers or, or I talk to somebody that has a, a smaller brewery that want to get bigger or something like that. Just as a business, you know, you got to be able to sell the beer you make. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, sometimes it sucks. It breaks down to that. That you know, this is a business. Yep. Um, we have to be creative and fun and I mean, hell, it's a brewery. Come on. But if we put a beer out there that people don't like or something that we try and mask as something else, that could ruin your name. No. Yeah. So it's it's better to to try again. You know. I can't tell you how many times I've cooked something that I'm just like, ooh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> where's the Papa John's app? Hold on. DoorDash. <laughs> DoorDash, there we go. All right, so we talked about the beer. We was talking about earlier about the creativity and where you come up with ideas. Who designs your labels? Is that someone in-house, or is that someone that you pay to do or that your boss man pays to do yeah, for the labels? A, I mean, we have a – is it – Chad Patterson is uh, our artist that does a lot of our artwork. So he did the Stormtrooper and, and most of our like really nice labels. Um, uh, Jeremy Cody is actually my packaging manager, seller manager, whatnot. He's he's my right hand man. Um, he has an art background. He was actually used to be a a, a teacher at Furman. Okay. Uh, I I used to work for a Fortune 500 company. He used to be a teacher at Furman. Like all these people that just kind of wanted to get out of it, right? Yeah. Um, so he's done a few of my ba- barrel labels and he does a great job. You know, it's not even what he's supposed to be doing, but he cares, so he does it. Um, but Chad Patterson does most of our art, and then uh, Brandon is the other guy that next to the, the Stormtrooper did the the We Live uh, mural, which is a really old old movie and whatnot. But he does some stuff for us too. So um, we have Chad as like our main guy, and a few other people just kind of helping out. So a follow up question. We're gonna do a follow up question. Good for you. Follow up to your own follow up? <laughs> yep, follow up to my own follow up. Or follow up to my own question. It's a sign of a good interviewer. <laughs> it's almost like you're leaving now. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so has there ever been a time, and I'm not bashing on anybody, has there ever been a time that they come or the guy comes for the design, he says, hey, look at this, and you're like, well, I don't hate it, but let's tweak it. Do, you, do, you ever, do y'all ever give feedback of what might be better not that he's a bad artist just maybe it doesn't go with what you're trying to put out sure yeah i mean of course we it's our image as a brand yep so even if we give them ideas and they come up with different things if we don't feel like it fits us of course so he's receptive is what i'm trying to say yes yeah yeah Uh, absolutely so it it all works and we all have to work together. We have to understand that the artist has time to do this and the other, and, and we're paying them for that. But um, if we're not meeting eye to eye, we got to figure it out. Um, I mean, art takes a long time. It's a creative process, mm-hmm. just like beer, except that the yeast does most of the work. <laughs> uh, so but I would say it goes back to not putting out a bad image. Correct. If you yeah. put out a bad image, even the label, the beer could be amazing, but... Somebody might not buy the beer just because of the label. Well, and we work very closely with the people that do that. So that even if there is an issue, uh, we can get ahead of it yep. and make sure that they know that this is not the way that we would like our image to be seen. And 
usually people are very receptive to that, knowing yeah. that I'm not mad about it. I'm just not happy about it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And we move forward. And that builds relationships for us to where those people want to work with us because we're honest and open with them. Wayne has a very important question that you may have hinted at on your own a little earlier. Oh boy. But you did, <laughs> in, the last, in the span of the last couple of questions, you did pour us another glass, Good. and we hinted about it before, the Oatmeal Stout. Refresh my memory on the name. It's one of our society uh, beers. So it's society number three, uh, or the 12, number three. Chase's mom has got it going on. <laughs> of course. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, so put your foodie back hat uh, before these two take shots at me. Um, put your foodie hat back on, and um, what's the, what's this what's this oatmeal stout pair with? Oh, let me have a little taste of it, I guess. Dun 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 dun. Freshen the. <laughs> yes, oatmeal porter. Oatmeal porter. Sorry. Which sorry, this sorry. is something uh, we talked about Thomas Creek earlier. Porters and stouts. What's the difference? Uh, Tom was always a, uh, <laughs> a big underlying point of porters don't have roast malt stouts do. Uh, so sometimes I feel some of that. <laughs> it's a good song, right? It's <laughs> I did it under the table because we don't own the rights to it. Yeah, so. yeah, I, only heard I did it under the I table. I heard five seconds. Yep. I think that's legal. The, the, the part of it that we need to hear, just the... <laughs> we were all faking it. Look, man, it's, it's it's fun, right? That that's the whole. I didn't mean to throw you off of your. No, you're good. No, you're good. Um, so this beer in particular, um, uh, what was the question <laughs> about food? What do you? Or the song? Oatmeal porter. Oatmeal mom's got to go out. What do you? What do you? So it's a, it's a little higher on the ABV than most porters be. So it's right around seven. Um, we had the we had the brown ale on. I just need something to separate from those, right? So it's a seven percent oatmeal porter. Wayne, you gonna be okay? Uh, I'll follow you home. It's <laughs> we live close to each other. We, I used a high amount of oats to try and make that creaminess. Without uh, one other thing is we don't use any animal product any animal products, mm. um, which so no lactose or uh, fish oil stuff like that. For clarification, but. Um, well, what's the nose on it? I thought he was almost going to say my last name. Remember he said my first name. I thought he was going to say my last name, too. I'll tell you what I want with this. I want that beer cheese soup I was eating mm. last night. I didn't think about it, but now that's a little brioche and that uh, it was a Vermont like white cheddar soup. I was God, thinking damn. a piece of chocolate cheesecake. Yeah? Yeah, something. Oh, just like straight I, cheesecake like, would be yeah, nice. Well, a lot, a lot of like... Because uh, I smell plum. Yeah? Okay, I, I get down there. So we use the English ale yeast on it. Um, okay. Which... Impart some of those flavors, so some kind of fruity, the dark fruits yep. um, behind it, right? Am uh, I the only one? No, I, I agree. Regards. <laughs> I mean, it's not uncommon to pair a beer with a dessert. I don't, I don't particularly have a sweet tooth, sure. So I don't I think of pairing food. <laughs> I don't particularly, I don't particularly think of pairing beer with dessert, but I know it is a thing. I acknowledge it's a thing. All right, how about some? Uh, um, Oh shoot! How, what's pork and tacos? Uh, carnitas? <laughs> carnitas. How about some carnita tacos? I think that'd be nice. I'll, I'll drink. Any, I'll drink anything with tacos. I don't care yeah. what it is. <laughs> Everybody hey, loves I tacos. Did, I didn't know. I smelled it, and I got close. You didn't sniff it. But I didn't snort it. That's true. Good job. A a a on the day. A on the day. <laughs> we, we have a uh, inside joke that 
our listeners know very well. Southern snort beer. Oh, yeah. yeah, I will get like really into it, it. and I'm like, man, that smells and good. And I'll put my I nose think, in a little bit too far. I think something that y'all should add to like some of your questionnaires is like, what's your best uh, untapped uh, comp, uh, reviews? We we try not right. to be political because well, we've I talked just, about that before. Like one of my one of my favorite reviews is like somebody's going through is a barely it was our dark economics, which is a uh, a dark Belgian beer, um, and they just they they said blah 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 like it's got a lot of redneck flavor. <laughs> like, redneck flavor? What what does that mean? <laughs> That's on you, Mr. Mayor. What, what is what is back, back, back a, Belgian, for a dark like, Belgian beer? Yeah, uh, what does that mean? Backwoods, <laughs> backwoods brewed ingredients that you pick. Backwoods dust blowing in the wind. <laughs> Pickup trucks, I'm rolling it. Hey, it's not even. Hey, there. you know how you know what you do for an old country song? You play it backwards. Because if you play an old country song backwards, you get your dog back. Yeah. Oh goodness! And you get you. Wow. She still loves you. Yeah. <laughs> Play it backwards. Nice. But, nice but, done. Oh my god! I was just trying to plug our our man Chris Hitchcock. But sure, I never heard of that before. Yeah, but I was born and raised here. But and I I'm told I'm redneck all the time. And heck, girl said I was from Georgia earlier at the bar. Yeah, but I was born right down the street, Green Memorial Hospital. Yeah. March tenth, nineteen eighty nine. Well, that's the hospital that I was. Yeah. March tenth, you're almost birthday twins. We close? March fourteenth. Oh yeah. A few I'll, years extra in between. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll turn forty on the fourteenth. I beat you on days. You beat me on years. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The hospital I was born in is not even there anymore. It's actually Benson's and Greer. Oh, I. I know where you. You were born in a car dealership. That's right. <laughs> they they tore the they tore the hospital down, and I asked if I could get one of the bricks. From the hospital, so my buddy got it. But, but yeah, um, I right, so you mentioned Tom earlier, and you had told me a couple days ago that you were kind of heading up a beer project. Well, it's just something that um, that we all kind of wanted to do, and. I've been close with the Davis family for a while, as any brewer that's come through there have. Um, and I just had the opportunity to be able to make sure that we can get his name out there and, and, and something that, that represents Tom. Um, the name Legacy Red Ale, which is just something that uh, resonates for him and all the people. Cause Hell, when Tom started, he started a little uh, brew house in a, in a bar because the guy wanted to make his own beer. And so they decided, well, we'll buy the equipment as long as, you know, you sell the beer. And so they would do that. And uh, eventually they thought they would expand into other restaurants and whatnot. And it didn't oh, work out that right. way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. um, they, uh, Thomas Creek, I think it was 92, 93 when they, I can't, can't remember exactly. But before that, right. yeah, he's working at uh, bars doing that. And just saw that the need was there, but the way they were doing it was not the way to do it. So you opened Thomas Creek Brewery uh, with the the idea of sinking the status quo, which is just such a cool thing to say, you know. Um, so that, who is Tom? So Tom, Tom, and Bill are the um, the two that 
and started the business. And Tom was what they call the brewmaster, and Bill likes to say he's the taste master. That was always his his role. But uh, you know, Tom wanted to make beer that he enjoyed to drink and that not everybody else knew about. So he was like expanding the idea for everybody. Anywho, uh, Tom inspired a lot of people to getting to craft beer. Me, me included, who, you know? Yeah, so He's, I asked you who Tom was because we all know who Tom is. Of course, yeah, yeah. You had the interview with him here at the Chill Cook We, we had the interviews, but some of our listeners, if they don't know, we've got listeners that aren't in South Carolina. Sure. They, they oh, don't know absolutely. who Thomas Creek is. So I, I, Tom was one of the first craft beer enthusiasts in South Carolina. 20 plus years ago and that's what that's the reason we have craft beer in South Carolina and what it is today because of him because he opened a brewery you know he was never a you know, Sierra Nevada or a you know Sam Adams or whatnot could have been he could have been that guy but he wanted to focus on the state and the people here Tom had such a selflessness sometimes to like a fault <laughs> that he would bring in all of us to do things you know so you're saying legacy and memorial, so uh, obviously Tom is no longer with us today? Yes. Yeah. Um, Tom was battling cancer for a very short period. Very uh, quiet. Very quietly. Yeah. Very quiet, yep. He had his own problems and then eventually was rushed to the hospital and um, was able to come home for a weekend and two weeks after all everything happened, he's no longer with us. So it's very abrupt. And he left a lot of people behind that cared about him. But uh, the biggest thing was that he changed the community. Uh, I wouldn't be brewing beer without Tom. When I quit my IT job, or when I was kindly let go from my IT job because they were moving to Charlotte and I didn't want to move to Charlotte, I had a job at uh, GHS lined up, Greenville Hospital. I was going to go work there, do all kind of stuff. I left that interview and I called him like, Tom, I don't want to do this. Can I come work at the brewery? He said, sure. I'm going to start next week. Open arms. Yeah. So, um, just after all of that and the people he's done, like the breweries around here, um, many of the people that y'all interview had come from Thomas Creek or, or Quest or some kind of like yep. alumni of that like era. Um, we're only here because of him. So the Legacy Red Ale is something we're putting out there. It's his River Falls Red Ale, which he's won a GABF award for. Um, that they release the recipe for everybody to brew. So if you see that beer out there, just just buy one. Just have a beer and know that the reason that that beer is being made is because of him. So you and Don, and I'll tell our listeners real quick, and I'll keep my mouth shut and keep my hands tied together. You, you and Don Richardson, correct? Correct, yeah. From... Previously, Quest. Previously, Quest. He's, he's at Thomas Kruger now. He, you know, he was yep. at Catawba and all kinds yep. of stuff, man. He's been around. So I reached out to him, and now I've reached out to you. I want to brew since I'm a, a starter up yeah. home brewer. I want to brew a five gallon that I always brew with these three guys. And are you including uh, Jared? Well, Jared, hey, I'll come. Jared and, Jared and I just let you know I have a half barrel brew house in my garage right now. So uh, if you want to come brew, that's how bad it got before I became professional. Okay, that's single tier. Like I got conical. It's bad. But all that money sitting there. A, a, a quick little backstory of Don. 
Don, I reached out to him because I was a regular at Quest, and I said, hey, I want to brew this five gallons, but I don't know how to break that down from what y'all posted because y'all posted a recipe of how to make the beer. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know how to even begin breaking it down. And Don said, no problem. I'll break it down for you, and you can do the Upstate Beer Boys version. And you know, even if he didn't know you, that's like the community, you know? Oh, you yeah. come in, that was Tom at the homebrew shop. You come in and be like, hey, man, I got this question about this hop versus this oh, hop. Right. And he, he's there to answer it for you. I was saddened that he closed it, and I understand uh, why. Yeah. But I always went to him because I would say, hey, I want to brew this. And he would write down, write down. this is when you need to add the hops. This is when you need to stop boiling. This is when you need to do this. Because it's, like it's like a... Second nature. Yeah, and he didn't even think about it. And then I was like, man, you know, there's only other one other store that I can go to because prior to going to Tom, I was going to the former, well, what's eight state now, Hmm. but it was a upstate. uh, What was it called? Upstate Upstate Craft craft Beer. I got a receipt. It still says their name on it, but I was buying from there. And one of the guys told me, say, hey, if we don't have the hops you need, Tom's got it. And that's how I found Tom. Oh, yeah. I even ran that homebrew shop for a while. Did you really? I probably bought homebrew stuff from there. That's where, when I called him, he's like, yeah, we we need somebody in the homebrew shop. So come on in. But uh, um, that that mentality and just that openness to help people is what the community is about. You know, not just Tom, but Tom, Tom set the precedence, but... Um, I can't tell you how many times I'm writing a recipe here as a professional brewer, and I think about well, what would Tom do? You know, one of those little things of it's, it's simple to do this, that, and the other. You can do a hundred different things. Hey, so run something real quick by, and then I said I was going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> this bracelet that I'm wearing right now is a good friend of mine. It's a memorial bracelet. He passed away two years ago fireman friend of mine that I work with personally. So what if we did a little WWTD bracelet and memorial? That'd be, that'd be interesting. We'll, huh? we'll talk about it because I've yeah. got a, a buddy that makes them uh, all, of, all across the, the world, literally. I tell you, the first thing he would do would be bitch about it. Well, <laughs> yeah, I as much as I love Tom, that's I, I the first the, thing you're going to do. <laughs> but I think that's sometimes that's what I do. <laughs> Maybe we should make it WWTB. What would Tom brew? There you go. Ah, I like that go. too. That's a good idea. Yeah, and you, you could sell these. For sure. And take the money and put it towards the fundraiser well, that the Davis family's doing. That's one nice thing. You're talking about the recipe. As, as soon as Don gets that recipe together, I'm going to throw it up on our website. It's, and uh, I sent him a text and said, hey, yeah." We want to put it on the road. Yeah, I, I built it as a as a as a as a brewer that can just share it with everybody. But uh, yep. I want to put that up there for anybody, right? Any humpers, anything like that. Absolutely. Um, but if you go to thelegendliveson.org, okay. all the information's there. Um, there's a nice little poster. Uh, we we worked on a label for it too. This Tom is a character, but uh, and, and the family was like, "Yep, that's him. That's Tom. He was always a character." I can't tell you how many times I've seen him in a dress. Like it's fun, you know? but uh, you can go there and there's a place to donate. Um, 
so we can make those bracelets or something like that. Maybe we can buy them. Well, let's talk. Off, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Definitely, that'd be a good little fundraiser. Community is always a big staple of the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. We want to know what our guest's footprint is locally and outside of that as well. And obviously the timeliness of Tom's unfortunate passing makes the legacy IPA, or like I'm sorry, the legacy Red Ale, um, front and center as far as what you're doing for the community as a whole, whether that's just Greenville, upstate, South Carolina as a whole. Um, but obviously there was you, a community footprint before Tom's unfortunate passing, so what is liabilities place, footprint, stance, whatever, what have you, in Greenville, in the upstate, South Carolina's whole, as far out as it can reach from that, what what kind of trail is liability right now leaving leaving as you go along as far as community ties and helping out your surrounding man and woman? Well, well for sure, like, uh, I know, so we are, we're statewide right now in distribution. You can get us in Myrtle Beach all the way down to you know, Charleston and Columbia and Rock Hill, Greenville, uh, and everywhere in between. Um, through that point, though, something that you just mentioned was at the community and the people and uh, us as a business. Um, so we are a, a B Corp, which makes us a benefit corporation, which we really try and focus on our employees and locally. So we source uh, grain from uh, North Carolina. Um, we try and get our hops from a farm that um, grows hops that are not difficult to grow, maybe in a drought or anything like that, something that is beneficial to the farmer. Um, also our employees. All of our employees are offered um, a nice living wage. Um, and me personally and anybody that is full time has benefits and also stock options so the way we see it is uh, is we're benefiting the community and our people rather than putting money into like our owner and stockholders uh, that money goes back towards us which is <laughs> it's a, a breath of fresh air sometimes to know that like even though um, I'm working 60 hours a week or something like that that the point is to make more money for everybody not just the company. Um, if you're ever interested, look up how to become a B Corp. There is only about five or six breweries in the U.S. that are B Corps. Uh, I might be, no more wrong, maybe ten, including uh, you, including us. Yeah. So, like, uh, if I'm not wrong, it's New Belgium and um, Creature Comforts is the only close to us. I mean, New Belgium, Colorado, but. Well, they that, distribute here now. That that for us as a uh, as a company is important because we want to be able to be a part of the community, not just make beer and sell beer. We want people to come here because they want to come here. In New Belgium was one of the other names I've heard about previously as far as offering the ownership as a yeah. part of stocks as a part time ownership to working for the brewery. It, I mean, it's just another way to give back because. This brewery wouldn't be here without all the people that work for it. Um, Phil, who's been bringing us beers all night, uh, he his shift ended like 30, 40 minutes ago, but he knows that this is important, and we want to make sure that everybody else knows that this is important. This is a long time coming. 
<laughs> sure. I wish it wasn't so hard to do. That's okay. I'm I'm glad you made it right. I'm glad we're sitting here in the cellar at 8.30 at night and having a no. talk and drinking some beers. Oh, not, excuse me. It's 9.15. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Charity's so, in fun. Oh, sorry. So, you say B Corp, and you say New Belgium, Creature Comforts, and Liability. Liability is in South Carolina. So, that is a big feather in your cap that you are a B Corp brewery running with the big boys here out of what about 3,000 square feet <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh man space is a commodity isn't it <laughs> we but, thought about putting stuff on the roof I'm not gonna lie <laughs> what I'm saying is it is a testament to what you guys are doing out of here out of Stone Avenue Greenville South Carolina the I mean you're making the most out of square foot out of your area and you make some of the best beers in this area Barna. our brew house is in the in in the tap room right the brew house is up front and mm. the, the tables are sitting right in front of me um, a long time ago somebody donated us a sign that says please feed the brewers because we always felt like monkeys in a cage you know <laughs> so instead of please don't feed the animals <laughs> please feed the brewers and I don't think anybody sees that sign as much as they should <laughs> throwing buffalo wings over the cage <laughs> hey, but you're right you know we're, we're working with what we got and uh, again I can't tell you how much my team means to me because they they know what we're working with and they want to work towards the same goal that we all have you yeah. We've been drinking beers all night. How are those wings? How are those wings? <laughs> Good wings? They're delicious. I've been eating those wings the whole interview. For two hours. <laughs> I eat slow. I eat slow. I eat slow. You eat when you can. I, and I can tell. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> been pouring beers for all, us all night with the help of Phil up front. So, wouldn't it be right if we didn't talk about what we had? What'd you think? Tell me what you think, really. And be honest, please. That's one thing. If you, so, like, if you don't like the beer, I want to know you don't like the beer and why. Well, and and here's real quick on that. <laughs> you know, there we go. No, no. no, please. This is look. All right, so I was, I ran a homebrew shop at Thomas Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the whole. Uh, I had, we started a club a long time ago, and the whole point it's was not a club. It's a society. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. <laughs> That's the first rule about the society, Stephen. What, what, Don't what, talk what about what I'm talking about is like before I even worked at Thomas Creek, we started the um, the Brew Stooges Homebrew Club. Okay, and I was president there. There, <laughs> there actually was three of us. I never actually connected that. He had him, Brian. That's what, that was the guys. Um, but we started this club, and the whole point was, I brought beer that I made at home that I was too focused on work. I sat there, diastole bomb. And I bring it in and be like, this is what bad beer tastes like. <laughs> I made that bad beer. So it's always a learning point. So give it to me, buddy. Well, no, so what I was going to start off with, when I first started my Instagram page, I want to say it was 2017, 2018, about beer. And one of my buddies told me that I worked with at the fire department at the time. He said... One point of advice, and it's the only advice I'm going to give you. If a brewery ever sends you beer, which I've been getting some good beer lately from breweries. That's good. For a review, 
never give them a bad review. He. He, he, well, some, but some breweries can't, you know, that I don't, I'm going to be. Anyway. We just recently sent some beer out to Texas uh, for a podcast or something like that, and they did their whole thing. And when they started ripping apart, like, uh, my barrel aged uh, this beer and the other that I also was not super happy about, I'm like, I agree. I agree so you've been, those things. wait a minute. You see another podcast? Oh, sorry. oh, hold on now. They did not come and interview with us. Okay. Okay. So they didn't they get were, the full. They, they were, didn't get the full they treatment. They shipped some beer and they asked if we would send more beer, so we did. And they were not. Um, they were honest. So <laughs> That's my my buddy told me he said, unless you're right in front of the brewer and you can talk to the brewer and explain everything, he said never give a bad review when you do. The posting on Instagram, he did his honest review because us he was raised. Hey, always be honest. Yep. And the brewery never sent him any beer again. So he was like, "Don't ever do that." Well, it's so because so, like that same brewery that worked or the same podcast I was talking about in Texas, I can't wait to send my next Belgian stuff because I want it to be better than it was yeah. when they talked to it. And, and that's that's where different breweries, I guess, sure. are different. Sure. Um. So. What the, you got? The one beer that I've never had, I had all the other ones in the past, the Stainless Steel Magnolias. As soon as I walked up, I walked past your cooler, I saw your little slate chalkboard. Yeah, those are our old, uh, our old like, boards that we put up for the menu. We got some yeah. better ones. But those are, like, classics for us. And I saw it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> classics. Classics. And, yeah, I'm a guy. I got a tender heart. I like the movie. So I was like, I, I want to see what. Who are you? you you're married. Who are you trying to sell yourself to? You got to read the, the, the <laughs> no. description on the label because I. I've never even seen the I'll, the label. I'll, I'll be right back. I got to get it because well, it's, it's got robots. <laughs> but anyway, I, I still am in amazement. I still am in amazement that he's never heard of this beer. This beer is everywhere. You can find liability. You're gonna find stainless steel magnolias. It is flagship of flagships. Anyway, it's, it's in, at every festival. It's in Lowe's Foods. <laughs> Look, don't be knocking on me. Listen, it's one of my favorite Kolsch's. I've already explained okay. why. So, right off the bat, and I'm not gonna snort it. The yeah. nose please smells do. like floral, extremely floral. Please show I love the, the smell of it. <laughs> I love the smell of it. But my favorite beer of all times was this one right here, Mr. Jared. A little oatmeal? The oatmeal. Because right off the bat, I stuck my nose in it, and again, I didn't snort it this time. Chase's mom is going to go in It's always great to, uh, to be able to experiment with some of those things. So I'm glad you like that, too. The so the, fir the first thing I, I smelled was notes of plums. Like, a, like maybe even like a date. Just like a fruity, sweet beer. I like that. But it wasn't on the sweet side. You refer to it like those dark fruits. Yeah, like a darker like a, fruit. A Fig Newton's not like a candy, but yeah. it's sweet. Yeah. You want to read the label and see if it unearths any more emotion? I, I'm, I'm super happy because I actually got to like write this one. So. <laughs> All right, so 
Germanic ale. Germanic. Germanic ale. The Quincentennial Punch Beer. Porch beer. <laughs> look. All right, we look. Need, we I, I, cut I, this look. guy out. Let me he, he, no, no more beers for you. That's it's not the beer. <laughs> I was born raised in bigger meal. No, I don't wear glasses. No, no. Start here. Start here. Down. Where? That. We, so we do haikus on our beers sometimes, right? So we, that's actually a haiku. That a top young part. robot, fresh off the assembly line, is assigned to the local spaceport, where a small group. Of like-minded automations, open her. Oh, so it's a her. Open her source. It's the magnolia. Open it's her the magnolia. Open her. Uh, open her source code to the wonders of life that exist beyond her default programming. Again, we're, yeah, a bunch of, we're a bunch of nerds. We're a bunch of nerds. Did you say you love this movie? Did you say you love this movie? Yeah, but says Julia Roberts would turn over and <laughs> she would love it. I think. All right. So Be- Betty White's like getting drunk on this. Yeah. So the <laughs> algorithm. Uh, so the, the last line. The algorithm goes on. We fight with algorithms all the time on Instagram. Have you not heard the six song, Mister Roboto? Mr. Roboto. Double yeah. Arigato, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> so I, I get it just, now. Hey, it's just yeah. having, it's having fun. You I know? It's like, I was raised in a little mill hill. I, 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 I went to Gur High. Gur. I know how to spell Gur. G-R-R-R-R-R-E-E-R. Played football. My wife makes so much fun of me when I say stuff like that. It's just like, you are redneck, aren't you? Hey. I don't try to cover it up. <laughs> no, I am. I'm redneck to the teeth. All right. I drank more liquor out of a jar than I've ever drank out of a glass. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Just let me retire and I'll put my overalls back on and my big right. beard. Oh, man, this has been fun, dude. All right, I'm, I am a shiner. All right, so what did you actually think of it? We went to read the way one of the one. Yeah, you of still didn't say what you thought of the dang beer. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, go buy it. Yeah. I wouldn't oh. go have it again. Well, that's good. Oh, okay. Why? Hey, tell Jared. What? I just Why? I just don't like the hey, flavors. No, that's fine. It, it, it's hard to read that kind of beer. That's okay. I'll buy it. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> no, no, Mortal no. Kombat or Mortal Wombat? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Wombat. Oh, I got that. <laughs> I got that song stuck in my head yeah, now. No dun, 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 absolutely dun. no problem with you saying that like you would go buy Colts. But, but I would buy a Mortal Wombat. I buy that all the time at Lowe's. That's the whole point. That's the whole point is that we make lots of beers yeah. for lots of people. Colch ain't your thing, but at least I got you on one other one. You know, maybe he, he'll drink Colch. Maybe you'll drink Colch. Maybe I'll drink Colch. But none of us will drink the sour. Uh, you know, uh, who knows? So I was, I was just sitting there thinking about the taste and all. Who... That wasn't, that was actually a signal. That was uh, okay. So I was talking about the taste. <laughs> All right, anyway. We're sold. Mortal Wombat. First time I had it. Again, I just moved down here. I'm looking for breweries. Let's start like, that again. Mortal Wombat. Did I, I saw it. I said a W. I said a W. <laughs> Rewind the tape. All right. Rewind the Wayne, tape. Wayne's cut off. Wayne's got, Wayne's cut off from something. I don't know what. Oh. <laughs> 
moved down here when you were one of the first names I saw time. looking for breweries. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go here. Logo looks cool. Name looks name sounds cool. I'm going to go here. Popped in. I see Mortal Wombat. I'm like, yep, got to do that one first. So first time I had it, wasn't totally what I was expecting. I was expecting like a bright orange blast of tropical citrus, right? Wasn't totally what I was expecting. Wasn't super far off. Next time I had it, it was trending a little bit more towards West Coasty style, traditional APA styles. So I was like, eh, maybe I'm falling off of this. Today I had it, and I don't know, maybe it's can versus glass, can versus draft, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I had it today, and it's a little softer. There's a lot more citrusy notes. There's some tropical coming back into it, so I'm, maybe I'm back on the Mortal Wombat train. It's definitely one of those like development stages of trying to figure out, like, you know, what, what's your core IPA? What are you going to put out there? Something everybody always wants to go for. Uh, we try and make sure that Wombat's always on tap. So trying to hit all those notes, maybe not... Like to the tea, but something that you can come in and know that it's a little juicy, maybe a little hoppy, a little drinkable. Um, so I hope that works for you. All right, that you know, did today, yeah, all right, that's good. <laughs> well, we got you today, yeah. How about we get it tomorrow? <laughs> I'll buy it tomorrow, I'll buy it for you, <laughs> yeah. That's I'm also the weird, I'm also the weird one. Like, even if I buy a beer and in I in many ways, well, yeah, that's true, fair point. Um, even if I buy a beer and I really liked it. The next time I come back, I still want something different. Well, well the first couple, uh, the first couple He's of extra. That's true. First couple of years of You're us bougie? opening. I'm bougie. I want to, I'll, I'll, I'll the first couple of years of us opening is always trial and error. So knowing that like hazy IPAs were coming out in 2018, being a big thing, we tried to be on that train, but it just really wasn't like what we're here to do. So I'm. We kind of tweaked it over the years and got to this. Now we have like Carl. Carl's like our haze bomb. Carl von Cloud Boots. Um, it's Hazy's. Hazy's the Haze Bros one, you know? And then uh, we also have like uh, Active Grog, which we use, do with the local rugby team. It's kind of like our pale ale that also uh, it has a little bit of uh, salt in it that kind of like. Uh, salt? Yeah, uh, well, I mean like. Excuse me. It has uh, sodium in it that also like helps you hydrate. So the rugby players can have some and the low RBV, and we can be like, <laughs> "Hey, it's got electrolytes." <laughs> <laughs> that's, electrolytes. Uh, that's the term, right? All right? I can't. I can't use that term, but uh, it oh negates God. itself a little bit. But in the end, you know, that's kind of the realm we're looking at, and the name. Chase's mom has got it going on. It's still hung up on me. So the brown ale, what was the brown? What was the name of the brown ale? So the brown ale was a little bit of peril. That's you, right, a little bit of peril. That was the the um, Monty Python reference. Yeah. Which uh, just just look it up. That's why. And that one, I just finished that one, and I'm, I'm used to brown ales having like the sweetness and the maltiness fighting each other, and I'm not getting that fight here. I'm just getting all the sweetness, which is what I like because I. The, when something's like got that malty bite to it, I kind of shy away from it because yeah. it, no, it gets to the point where I'm like, I kind of, I get, you know, down to like the last third, last quarter of the glass, I kind of don't want to finish it anymore. And so when it's a brown that's more sweet, I'll drink it in probably half the time that I would have otherwise. <laughs> I said, that's one thing about uh, like a brown ale, especially an American brown ale, it can be that way. So we use English yeast in this and just wanted to be something that's more uh, sit down, drink, and enjoy. Um, 
but also like be more of a, a a meal you know what i mean like sometimes beers can just be like slammers this is something like you said that you can sit there and enjoy it all the whole way through last but certainly not least all right so when i got here i decided to do your dunkel it's um what's the name again uh, yeah, Dunkle dipped the chip. <laughs> Another sign. From the festival. And you know, a little bit of Oreo, a little bit of Dunkle, a lot of goodness. I appreciate it. And then the second one I got was the um, oatmeal porter. The um, Chase's mama's got it going on. Of course you did. Well, <laughs> you ain't you ain't ever met my mother. But I like an oatmeal porter in the. The name was just a bonus on top of it. It's fun. So Who's it's Chase? Really fun. Who's Chase? Yeah. It's not me. And if it, is, if it is me, I'll be really honored. But I'm sure it's not me. I was, was kind of hoping you would ask that question. Well, I mean, it's... I, okay, so um, I'll ask the elephant in the room. So with a lot of our society beers we do with our, the, the, those people, uh, <clears throat> we give them influence on the beer name. A lot of them so come in Chase's and, mom is hot. <laughs> You don't have to I'm answer that. I'm not going to say no. You don't have to answer that. Um, so when uh, this member came in, they came in wanting to name something after their son. So we went through, like, Chasing Daisies, like, uh, yeah, Chasing the End, like, all these kind of different things. And at one point, I was just like, <laughs> And I presented it, and she seemed to like it, and then uh, we... All approved that that was probably one of the the best name we came up that day, and here we are. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, Chase's mom has got it going on. A- another tie to the community. That's right. Exactly. It's always about, like, especially when we do the society mem- uh, beers. Uh, <clears throat> as luck would have it, it's the Grozinski I was talking about earlier. Luck is the member's dog. He'd bring in every day. Like he always comes with Lucky. So as luck would have it going on. Um, Chase's mom. Um, a little bit of peril was with uh, uh, he knew our Monty Python love and came up with a name that I hadn't even thought of. It's awesome, you know. So, speaking of Monty Python, you have to do the blood orange seltzer or pale ale, just a minor flesh wound. You gotta do it soon. <laughs> minor that would be wound. awesome. Minor okay. flesh wound. One, one thing when we do come up with names, we try to like. Something nobody's done before. Like it just gives us a challenge. So if I look it up right now and it's on untapped, somebody's done it. I'm probably gonna try and tweak it or find something else. It's just kind of the thing, you know. Hey, it's just an idea, okay? No, it's not a bad you, idea. You, UBB, minor flesh one. We just try and be unique. It'd be like, uh, <laughs> what? Is it? It's just a flesh wound. So it's it's a. Uh, it's just a flesh wound. It's but just a missing limb. I don't know. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I would like it to be a minor flesh wound. And as long as that we're good with it being a minor flesh wound, I'm okay with that. Because I don't want it to be a severe one. <laughs> are you saying that we're a severe wound? No, I'm saying that I'm glad we you could are be. here right now. We're doing this interview and it is a minor flesh wound over Absolutely. the years. And not I love it. a detrimental wound. Yep. Miscommunication is all it was. That's right. I know it is. And I'm glad that we're sitting here right now having some beers. Me too. Having a good time. I'm glad it worked out. I'm just... Because we all love your beer. 
Oh, we were all posting about your beer going, daggum, I wish we could do the interview, but something's going on. Well, here we are. <laughs> Where the hell are we? <laughs> did, you like, did you like the beer? Yeah. How long is this going on? <laughs> too long. <laughs> no, it's not too long. We're at two two hour point yet. That's okay. Let's um, Let's see. We did the dunk I, I have a question. All right. Go ahead. We have a question. So you've had our beers. Uh-huh. You've known us for a while. What would you like to see us make? Bring back white collar crimes. Okay. And no, 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 no. and recreation. The, and <laughs> to kill me softly. So those are the beers we've made, but what about a beer we haven't made? I'll, and that's one of the beers you have on here. Uh, We're about what half if, a One of the questions. What is, uh, that's our athleisure. That's, uh, I've had that. Yeah, that's actually really good what too. Beer would you, what beer would you guys like to see us make that we have not made before? Mm-hmm. Sorry for putting a question out there that was not on the itinerary. <laughs> hey, we're all, we can add Wait, come on. Come on. Uh, barley wine? Hmm. We did, we did make, make a barley wine once, and I have some in barrels, but, uh, yeah. How about an IPL? We did, uh, <laughs> I've done an IPL before, yeah. The, uh, the biggest one, actually the cold IPA craze has been one of our, uh, one of the, the first society beer made was the cold IPA, and I, that beer will be coming back. Okay. Oh, I'm a fan. Uh, no, I don't have. So, so did I ask? Did I stump the wait, wait, beer boys? How about a the mayor. raspberry fruited goza? Oh, somebody brought the fruited goza. Really? Oh, the, the, I guess the fruited goza is sticky. Like it? Some, some some raspberry. <laughs> you want? <laughs> wait. What about a barrel aged seltzer? Wow, that, that would be, uh, we haven't done the seltzer yet, but it's, it, it, we're going to do one soon. We want to make sure our patrons are happy when they come into the tap room. But a barrel-aged seltzer, that's, uh, there's a lot going on there for that. Um, I'll definitely it's think about chemistry. it. I'll try to think of two things that don't go together. Blueberry lager. We have a blueberry Thai basil fermenting right now. There you go. We talked about <laughs> lager? Yeah. We talked about it earlier. We did talk about it. I remember talking about it. I just didn't put two and two together. It was a lager. I should really. I should throw so, some tasters for that. <laughs> so, barrel aged seltzer. We can make that happen. Barrel aged seltzer is a very interesting one. I will have to uh, think about that. Think about it. And <laughs> and really, you know, that wouldn't be hard. Just a little bit of time. I'm thinking gin already. Like immediately, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of one off the top of my head. I can't think of one that on one of these you've done off the top of my head. But what about an imperial peanut butter stout? Uh, yeah, done there, done we, could do, we could do something like that. Um, you know, sometimes whenever we come up with things like that, we we have some maple syrup that we're about to use. We're going to do like a um, uh, we're going to use some smoked malt and make a. a can, we're going to call it Canadian making. Canadian maple bacon stout. Canadian Macon. Uh, Canadian Macon. Uh, that's the beer name. See, that's how we Canadian making me crazy. That is, that is how we call the beer names right there. That's how it goes. But 
Yeah. Y'all let us know what you'd like to hear. Even if it's not right now, anybody that's listening to this podcast, you want to, you want something? Let's throw it out there. Come on. Wayne may have been there, done that, but he couldn't think of a beer that coalesced with that in the past. So that's still a point for me, sir. Hey, he did a great job with barrel aged seltzer. I didn't even think about that once. Right. But if anybody has an idea, please <laughs> give me the challenge. You had some time to think. What you got? He's cut off. Um, no, I'm not cut <laughs> off. I'm, I'm stumped. I don't know. Your brain's cut off. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it's, it's one of those things you're talking about creativity and things. Like I look at the board that we have our beers in our beer board. And I'm like, ah, what do I mean next? <laughs> you need to have like, <laughs> like need like a um, need the wheel, the wheel. A chart. I use. Well, I was thinking like a chart, like a battleship board. Battleship board. Okay. And you just have like you know every like you know B four, C twelve, whatever. They're like each is a different style. And when you do the style, you just pop it on the battleship board a, until there's a style. You're like, oh, we never done that. Okay. Oh, what's that? Okay. That is not barely shelter. Sure. Not a terrible idea. At all. <laughs> I, I, I got a question real quick. Now, I just thought about this. We were talking about other breweries, and there's a bunch of breweries in Georgia that do it, and it's kind of way off topic but it's beer related have you ever thought or have you ever had anybody in the military or first responder ask you about paying it forward on a beer board and what i mean by is you have a chalkboard and you go in and you say okay i'm a civilian i want to purchase a pint yeah for just a navy guy or somebody that's like, uh, I'll, I'll buy a pint for a, a teacher. And they just yeah. come in and they have their teacher ID or something yeah. like that. So, so some, some people actually just put, you can buy one for a first responder. And mm-hmm. that would go for fire, police, military, whatever. But there's some people that actually say, I was in the Navy, I want to do Navy. Or I was well, maybe I'll, Navy, I'll just put a beer up with your name. I want to buy a beer for this person's name. Yeah, and they come up, that's that person. Yeah, we, we've definitely talked about that. Yeah. And, uh um, just kind of being where we're at sometimes might cause an issue. But uh, like you got Woodside, you know Woodside that we're doing the the basil blueberry lager with. They have that. You can go in and buy a meal for yeah the person. And right. um, I I've been in there and, and donated just to make sure that anybody that comes in and needs a meal can do it. Yeah. Um, for us, it's a little different. We do a monthly charity, so we always, every month, donate to a charity. Okay. Uh, we pick a beer that those charities go to. So not maybe so much as, uh, as a, a healthcare worker or somebody like that comes in and they can be like, well, I'm that, take it off the board. Um, we want to make sure we give back to those people. So those, those charities change for us. Well, what I've always told people is like, especially like me being a first responder, if I take one of those. If if I take one of those spots, if I see like army, you always Navy pay fire, it forward. I always, always pay buy, it forward. Hey, I want to buy an army slot. Absolutely, or something like that. Pay yep. it forward. And and the paying forward part is the most important part Absolutely. of that, right? Um, so just as, for us, it's easier to make sure that we have a donation every month. I get it. Yeah. So we've talked about it, and um, hello done it at other breweries before yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen it at other breweries but definitely everything that one brewery does does may not necessarily work at another exactly. brewery. And that's, that's 
I just want to ask. So our best way is to just be able to have a charity each month that we donate to. And we always do that. Yeah. Um, this month will be back to the Legacy, I, I believe. And then uh, a couple months back, like, was to the um, Period Project. And uh, before that, we'd done the, the Sunflowers May Grow, which is our Ukra Ukrainian ale, uh, was donated towards the war efforts and everything over there. Uh, Black is Beautiful. That was towards, uh, I can't remember what the charity was for that one, but. No discrimination. Basically. Not at all. Always a safe space. Last question for me. Um, pick two breweries that you haven't worked with. One in-state. Huh. One in-state and one out-of-state, but in the general area. So that could be North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. Is Alabama border? Alabama border is a little bit, right? Close no. enough. So, close. Yeah, so Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina. One brewery from all of that and one brewery from in here in South Carolina. That you two, One of each that you have not worked with that you would love to do a collaboration with. Hmm. Collaboration specifically? Uh, locally, um, I got to throw out Swamp Art Brewery out there, man. Uh, me and him have been friends for a long time. They do a, a Andrew Myers and Ben Pearson. They, uh, they do some really classic ales. One thing that we love to focus on is clean beer and beer that is drinkable by everybody. And I think they do the same thing. Is that the Tom effect? Clear, clear. Clean ales? Clean and clear, yeah. <laughs> uh, so locally, that's probably the guy that I can't wait to see on our board. Everywhere else, man, that's, uh, there's a lot of breweries out there, you know? Um, I think maybe sometimes the easy choice would be like Burial or somebody like that. But Barami has always been one of my favorites. Oh, they do a lot of stuff. Uh, Barami's done a great job. Uh, the guys up in Davidson. Uh, Have you guys done a collaboration with Newgrass? Um, technically, yes, we did one up there, yes. We did a, a, brewer, uh, a brewer up there with Zach. So yet another Thomas Creek guy. Yeah, he's been... Uh, He's been with you us. Know, you know, out of state, Zach, okay, Wit, Wit up at Burning Blush. I'm going to throw him on this right now He's, because yeah, he was on uh, as our, as, as your senior. Yeah, yeah he was part of that. So all those alumni guys, man, like, you know what, not just the state, not just outside. I want to do a brew with every single brother that I had from Thomas Creek. That's what I would like to see. So I was thinking about this on the way over. So this is liability. Cousin is Madneck South. Zach is Newgrass, and Wit is Oddbreed. So L M N O. That would be the initials for a killer collaboration. Just a thought. The alphabet, L M N O P. <laughs> well, I didn't think of a P for that, but L M N O. I mean, that's four. Close enough. Yeah. Hey, not a bad idea. Uh, the, the brothers of Thomas Creek is too good to follow up because I did have one that I thought of, but now I can't follow it up because the brothers of Thomas Creek was just too. I can't. I, there's nothing. There's no way the I can follow that up. Thomas I can't Creek. follow that up. The sons of Thomas yeah. Creek. Let me tell you that the, the brothers that I have uh, that would be Wit at Burning Blush, Zach at Newgrass, Andrew at Swamp Rat Brewery, Adam at Magnetic South, Thomas. At Franz right now, uh, 
Brett at Birds Fly South. Um, all those guys, man. I feel like I'm missing a few, but we all started there. And we all have that brotherhood because of that place. So I have a list of people I need to make beers with. There you go. That's a hell of a final word, but you are the guest, so what is your final word of the show? I would just like to thank everybody for listening to us today. And if you have the chance to try our beer, I hope you enjoy it. If you don't, please let us know. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just... We're here to make clean beer for everybody, and that's kind of our theme. Uh, We don't always think the status quo, but we try to make it different. So uh, hopefully that hopefully you can raise a pint with us and with your friends, and everybody wants to drink a nice cold one, man. One final toast to Tom and the legacy lives on. All right, so thank you, Jared, for your hospitality and the beer and the conversation. Um, It's been a long time coming, and it did not disappoint. Disappoint. It exceeded expectations across the board. Uh, We could sit here and talk forever about this, but we do have to wrap up this episode. So we'd like to thank our sponsors. We have Promotion Graphics for our banner and Upstate Realty. Thank you so much. John Sharkey of the Greenville Craft Beer Festival from Floor Field. We've, we're two years in. and can't wait for 2023. We're going to make it better and better. Uh, thank you, Laura, from the South Carolina Brewers Guild. Can't wait for the next festival next year. And our home away from home, Clock Tower Tap Room and Billiards in Simpsonville, and Eddie Whittingham. And also, thank you to Chris Hitchcock for our theme song and being the melody behind our podcast and insanity and speaking of chris i kind of hear a familiar tune we're just boys we like beer things kind of hazy lord will make it clear we're just boys we like beer that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondales, IPAs, cider stouts from the USA. We're just boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. Upstate Beer Boys. Yeah.